Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, what you need to know is that Megan the Stallion cares about your mental health. The oh. entertainer has created a website called Bad Bleeps Have Bad Days Too, but that's not really what it's called. You know, fill in the blank. Um, and it offers a vast and diverse list of free therapy organizations, various crisis helplines, and places to find substance abuse help. The site puts an emphasis on resources for members of traditionally marginalized communities. So, for example, there is a directory that helps people find psychotherapists of color and a section that spotlights organizations like the Black Emotional and Mental Health Collective, along with Melanin and Mental Health, which aim to reach members of the Black and Latino communities. Megan Nee Stallion wants to create awareness for mental health, especially in underserved communities, as she credits therapy for helping her cope with the loss of her mom back in 2019. So that's what you need to know. That's nice. pretty cool. How about last week when we were talking about Megan the Stallion, not the, the, and uh, there was that picture that we were talking about where that dude was like playing video games and booty was all up in it, and um, and then Grant in L.A. like photoshopped it. That was awesome. Great Photoshop. You're like, oh, I wish that was real. I know, right? I do. Like, I actually saved the picture and was like sending it to all my friends. I'm like, yo, check me out. You would. And You're so like, it's real. Yeah, people were like, really and, and then I love how people were saying, "Yo, what game were you playing?" So I went on Twitter and I was like, "Madden," because that was like the only game right. that had come to yeah. mind. And everybody came up with a lot more creative yeah. stuff than that. Call of Booty, yeah. rather than Call of Duty, or is it yeah. called Two Duty? Whatever, Call, Call of, of Booty. That was hilarious. Yeah. Way to go, there Megan. Was another one that was actually very funny too. I don't remember which it was now, but I'd have to go back and. Great picture, search. Grant. Yeah. That's a circle I, of trust for you. They are, uh, they are creative, and you can join the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust, our community on Twitter. Just go to the community section on Twitter, look in the search portion where the little hourglass thing is, and just type in Sedano and Cap, and it will come up. Uh, Cappy, tell us about the, uh, the kiddos this weekend. So I, I saw what happened with Justin. Yeah. I, uh, I, I saw that, but what, what, what happened on Friday? So, dude, let me tell you, I guess yesterday was National Daughters Day. Did you guys know that? I, I did know. not know till way till way after. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So like I felt like such a schmuck, right? Because like everybody I know is putting out pictures of their daughter. So today I put out a picture of myself, but I didn't know it was National Daughter Day. So Friday night I get a call that no father wants to receive from his daughter. My daughter's down in Tulane in New Orleans, and it's like uh, I don't know, like nine o'clock at night here, and so they're like eleven o'clock at night there, and I answer the phone. Hey, what's going on? Hysterical crying. Hysterical. What's going on? Calm down. Relax. Calm down. Breathe. What's going on? Tell me. My daughter walks out of a bar with her friends, and her friends are from Beverly Hills and the Bay Area and Long Island, you know, and um, she's standing there on the corner with her purse, and some dude comes flying by, grabs the purse off of her shoulder, runs a few feet in front, jumps in a car, and boom, he's gone, Right. And so this is like my daughter's first real experience of, hey, there's a lot of people out there that look for girls like her that are just easy targets. 
and I'm trying to calm her down. Calm down. You're alive. You didn't get stabbed. You didn't get shot. You just had a purse get stolen from you, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, George, in absolute hysterics. Next thing I know, I'm on the phone with the bank canceling credit cards and debit cards. She had some kind of a tracker on her wallet. You guys know about it, like an Apple tracker thing device? You guys know about this? Yeah. Yeah. Was it an AirTag or was it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, AirTag. So the cops. Yeah, the cops actually recovered the wallet, which, you know, had her driver's license and her student ID and, you know, whatever. So that was that was on Friday night. And it's like, you know, that's that's like one of those low moments. Like as a parent, you feel so helpless, like there's nothing you can do. What am I going to do? Get on a plane and fly to New Orleans and find this guy and take your get your purse back. There's nothing I can do except give advice. Like, how about not taking a nice purse out? How about like just putting a twenty dollar bill in like a credit card behind your phone and like putting your phone in your pocket? Like stop like these kids, they don't realize, you know, that they become targets, you know. But then on Saturday, I went from the low of Friday night. To the next day, Saturday, George, you know, I've been telling you about my son playing Division II college football. Yeah. Bro, what a disaster. What a disaster. We're playing this team. Now, he goes to this school called West Liberty University. We're playing this small school called West Virginia Wesleyan. Right. And by the way, his coach is an L.A. guy. Yep. Coach is from L.A. Quarterback is a kid who's uh, who's from, uh, he went to East Los Angeles College. The whole coaching staff has, like, their L.A. ties. So we score a touchdown. It's 6 nothing. We bring in the extra point team, and we miss the PAT, George. Now, I mean, it happens in the NFL, right? Guys miss PATs, but it's 32 yards away. This is a 20-yard kick. You have to almost try to miss. But we're having a hard time with our snap and our hold. Things aren't going well. Miss the PAT, right? Now they get the lead 7-6. We drive down the field. 32-yard field goal attempt. We miss a 32-yard field goal attempt, George. Oh so I'm like, I can't believe it. I can't believe what's going on here. We can't get our operation right. My son's probably a head case. I text him at halftime. I'm like, listen, you got to keep your head together because this game could come down to you. Lo and behold, I'm watching this game on my phone. I'm in Trader Joe's. I was at a breakfast with Rachel. I was, I was working out. I watched this game on my phone. They have a lead 21-20. I'm like, oh, my God. We're going to lose this game on a missed extra point and on a missed short field goal. Our star running back fumbles the ball late in the game. I can't believe it. Somebody's going to, somebody else is going to be the scapegoat. They get the ball back with about three minutes to go. This is the other team. We have all three timeouts. They run the ball. Clock is ticking. Tick, tick, tick. Mm-hmm. Second down, they run the ball. Timeout. Third down, they run the ball. Timeout. One way or the other, and I'm trying to do the chronology here, we use all three of our timeouts. They punt the ball. We get the ball back with a minute 15 to go. Mm -hmm. No timeouts. We drive the ball to the 31-yard line, maybe the 32. Pass, 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 incomplete, 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 fourth down. 16 seconds to go in the game. Here comes the field goal unit. I'm like, whoa. Whoa. This is a 49-yard field goal to win the game. Yeah. Kids already missed a PAT. Mm-hmm. Kids already missed a field goal. Yeah. Snapper can't get the ball back. I mean, this is this is not looking good, is it? Kid comes onto the field, dude, and you got to understand, we are George, we're pressing the edge of the range here. Yeah. Has never kicked a 48 or 49-yard field goal in his career. Has never in kicked a, a game in, winner. In a game, right. 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 Has never kicked a game winner. I look at him on the field, and I'm like, I'm screaming at my phone. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. You can do it. Like, I'm screaming. 
Because all week long, all I do is coach him like, hey, dude, if an opportunity comes up, you know, you from earlier in the season, from 48, you missed, you said that you choked, just keep your head down, keep calm, take a deep breath. I see him gesture to the snapper, thumbs up. Like, hey, let's go, you know? The snap comes back, not really a great snap. I'm like, oh, no, he'll never be able to get his foot on the ball because if the snap's behind the holder and, and he's going to get there before the ball is down. George, he hits this ball, and it, from 49 well, yards away. Well, clearly the holder was able to get it and put it down, right? It was, it was unbelievable. And he hits this ball from 49 yards away, and he makes his field goal. And then he goes to the other sideline and taunts the other sideline. <laughs> they throw a penalty. I saw it. it. Yeah. Dude, I asked him, I go, what are you doing? He said, Dad, after I missed that 32-yarder, they were screaming at me how bad I suck and how terrible I am. He goes, and I walked onto that field, and I was making that kick no matter what. And when I made that kick, I went and taunted that sideline and told them, I don't, I don't suck, screw you, whatever he's saying. Few minutes later, George, game ends. You should have right? given him the uh, the DX. You know what that is? That would have been awesome. The degeneration yeah. X. Yeah. yeah, that would have been phenomenal. Then he, I mean, you would have earned the fifteen yarder at that point. Right, George. I swear to you, I'm losing my mind in my house. I'm watching this yeah. on my phone. I'm crying yeah. right. my eyes out. Of course, because you got to understand. Here, just a quick story for you. This guy is a sophomore in high school. Decided to go out for football. Never played one down. Not one yeah. down. Right. Junior year. Made it to every practice. The coaches would not put him on the field, not for one down. Finally learned how to kick. Did not win the job until the pregame of his first game of his senior year. Because the other kicker missed a couple of PATs in pregame. This guy has gone to two different junior colleges, transferred all around. So it's been a crazy journey. I am crying my eyes out in my living room. And then my phone rings. And on the other end of my phone is my son. Yeah. And George, he is hysterical crying. Dad, we did it. We did it. I'm like, uh-uh, man. You did it. You did it. I mean, it was like the most amazing parent moment where you got to see your kid who has persevered and worked hard and, and just never wanted to give up in a moment where, George, you got to understand, I'd have given it 10%, a 10% chance, maybe. And he blasted this ball, and it was freaking awesome. And and did he also tell you, you did it too? Well, he was like, Dad, we did it, man, we did no, it. No, no, but when I say he said you did it because yeah. he saw that picture of you playing video games with Megan the Stanley's butt in your face. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's more jealous about that now hey how about this you ready for this today today the kid was named mountain east i saw it mountain east you, special I teams player you. of the week yeah. how cool that's is that awesome. that's I, awesome i was so happy for the guy now and, maybe he can play video games with megan this day right wait you ready for this the coach after the game obviously they don't have like big press conferences this isn't lincoln riley after the game yeah the coach is being interviewed by like you know the school and they're like coach are you okay the coach says to him this is coach wiley Hawaiian dude from out here in L.A. Coach says, this is the worst I've ever felt after a win. He said, why, coach? He said, because I coach these guys to control their emotions. He goes, and the whole team rushed the field. There were still 16 seconds to go in the game. (laughs) (laughs) He told the coach, the coach said to him, he goes, hey, act like you've been there before. My kid goes, I haven't. 
Yeah. I've never been there before, Coach. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It was just one of those things where Friday night, your kid gets mugged, gets her purse stolen. She's hysterical and traumatized. And then the next day, this moment of, we did it. We did it. Oh, yeah. It was awesome, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, by the way, Cappy, you know what's going to be awesome, too? When we give somebody a chance to win a million dollars. Let's do that. Right? Yeah. I mean, somebody's going to win a million dollars. Um, are we eligible for that? Because I would like no. to win that. No, no, you you can't win a million dollars. We're ineligible, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, be yeah. good for somebody else. Yeah. But 710 ESPN is the only station giving you a chance to win $1 million. Not a national contest. Listen every day to play on Million Dollar Mondays. Call right now. Caller. Uh, actually, the first person to answer a Sedano and Cap trivia question correctly at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. So first person to answer this question correctly. What school? Actually, you know what? I won't say the school because that'll be hard. I was going to say what school did Justin Kaplan kick the field goal? What was the distance Cappy just mentioned that he kicked for the first time in his career in a game? Okay. What was the distance? He just told the story. Okay. So we're giving you a chance about something that was recent. wasn't something we said at 4.30. It was just now. So if you were paying attention to that heartfelt story of a father and a son having an unbelievable emotional moment of triumph through sports, you should be able to answer that question, and you can win two tickets to the Rams-Cowboys on October 9th at SoFi Stadium, plus your shot at a million bucks. But call right now. First person to answer that question correctly at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776 will join us on the other side. Plus, speaking of that, more football. You and I, Cappy, we got to dissect Rams, Raiders, Chargers. It was a wild weekend. We'll get into all of it next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Christopher, thank you very much. We have Scott Wilson in Huntington Beach. Scott, for the Cowboys-Rams tickets at SoFi Stadium, what is the answer to the question of how long did Scott Kaplan's son, Justin Kaplan, kick a game-winning field goal for? How long was the distance? Justin Kaplan hit a 49-yarder to win the game. Cappy? That is dead on. There you go. Congratulations, Scott. Yeah, baby, yeah. All right, so you're going to the Rams-Cowboys game at SoFi on October 9th in a couple weeks. Now here's your shot at a million bucks. you got to tell us your two Super Bowl teams, and you got to predict the score right now. And if you nail this, like you get the two teams right, and you get the score right, you're going to win a million bucks. Like, we're going to hand that over to you. Okay, let's go for that million. Here we go. We're going to go Bills 
Rams. It's going to be Rams 31, Bills 28. Oh, the revenge game. The revenge game. Okay, there you go. So Scott Wilson in Huntington Beach has Rams, Bills in the Super Bowl 31-28. Is that what you said? Yeah, absolutely. All right, Scott. We're going to put you on hold. Laura's going to take your info. Congrats on winning the tickets to the Rams-Cowboys game, and good luck, man. Hey, can I say one thing? Yeah. Hey, Cappy. Yo. The only reason I called is because I was in tears of that story. God bless you, buddy. Hey, God bless you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate did that. Did you all? Did yep. you also? Did you cry too when I when I told them that Justin was also interested in? Uh, you know, he was jealous of Scott with Megan the Stallion in that picture, or no? No, I didn't. Really- <laughs> no, I couldn't get there with that. <laughs> well, hopefully we made you at least hey, laugh. Hey, Cappy, I've been listening that. to you forever, man. Love you, and hey, Sedano, love you guys, man. Thank you. All right, brother. We love Appreciate you, too. You, Good luck, okay? And enjoy the game. All right, we'll put you on hold right, real thank quick. thank you. You got it. Ooh, wow, George, a lot of uh, lot of people in the community very emotional about that story. Let me tell you guys, it took everything I had to keep my own you-know-what together telling that story. Because, you know, look, we all love our kids, you know, and not everybody's going to play at USC. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you persevere and you just never give up the dream, it can happen for you. So, uh, no question about it, dude. Yeah. Absolutely, man. That's an awesome deal, man. Like, that is – the. I, I mean, I wasn't joking when I said that. That's like a real awesome emotional moment that you shared with your son. It's going to be – it's awesome. The other part of it, like for me as a dad, it's like that is going to be the confidence of a lifetime. You know, that's like a story for the rest of your life. You know, yeah, you ever hit a game winner? Oh, yeah, let me tell you the story. You know, these guys told me how bad I sucked. I missed a PAT. I missed a short field goal. You know, the coach said after the game that he told the snapper, hey, you go talk to the kicker and you tell him, You've got your job. He should do his job because he's too worried about you not doing your job. And so, I mean, it was, George, I swear to you, my daughter was sitting there. She's like, are you happy or are you angry? Because I was throwing things. I was crying. Oh, my God. It was just this emotional rush, dude. Yeah. It really was. That's awesome, dude. Well, I just appreciate everybody uh, letting me, uh, you know, humoring me and letting me kind of tell that story. Well, I don't think cause... anyone's humoring you. I, you know, we have a circle. It's called the circle of trust for a reason. Yeah. No, I, mean, I, I love how people are in that now and they're just kind of, they're they're all in on the story. I love it, man. It's really cool. Yeah, dude. That's the way this goes. We're yeah, can't wait to support you, pal. Yeah, thanks, man. I can't wait to go see him play in October. Yeah. Um, are you going back? Where's that? Where's that going to be? Um, that game is on campus there in yeah. little teeny tiny Wheeling, West Virginia. I've, I, I've never even been there. I have never been to the school. I've never been to yeah. his dorm. I mean, I, yeah. I've not been there. So I'm now, psyched. when you were throwing stuff in the house and your other daughter was freaking out, were you? Yeah. Did you look like Ken Dorsey, the Buffalo Bills offensive <laughs> coordinator? Or? <laughs> kind of, probably like that. Oh my God, that was such a crazy outburst by Dorsey, yeah. right? Yeah. And by the way, I know Dorsey a little. I mean, I covered him in college, yeah. and um, like such an easygoing dude you know what i mean but always a super intense competitor you know what i mean like he was he was a very he was a great college quarterback um and you know had a cup of coffee in the nfl but he's been a great coach for sure well george remember on friday you and i were going to try you and i were going to try and out bold predict one another yeah little did we both know that our biggest bold prediction was going to be that the dolphins would beat the bills this weekend that happened. I mean, yeah, mm. I, I am loving 
the, there's a storyline that's brewing, and I love it, that Tua and the Dolphins are undefeated and Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are undefeated. Yeah. Isn't that kind of a cool story that these two guys played college ball together and that Tua replaced Hurts? Hurts had to leave and go to Oklahoma yeah. so that he could continue his career. He's a second-round pick. Tua's a first-round pick. And both of these guys, I'm not sure anybody was really very high on them, certainly through their first year. Tua, you know, last year people were kind of giving up on him. I think most of us probably forget that Philadelphia was actually in the playoffs last year. But I love this story that's brewing that these two former Alabama teammates – are now leading what look like playoff caliber teams. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, listen, uh, sports are fun, man. Like, for the most part, I mean, you know, it's why I like being in sports. Like, I remember years ago, Cappy, here's a story for you before, and we will get to the football stuff in a second. Um, like, I remember my agent coming to me years ago and be like, dude, if I can get you to switch to news, like, I think you can be like a rock star. You know what I mean? Like there's no, there's no Hispanic guys like doing national news. And I was like, I talked, so I talked to friends of mine who worked in news and some of them were, had worked in sports previously. And I remember they said to me, don't do it, dude. And I said, why? And he's like, it's just bad news every day. Mm-hmm. Like you work in the toy department. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sports is cool. It's fun. It's, it's funny. Yes, every once in a while there's a very serious story, but imagine those serious stories every single day, 20 times a day. Like, could you handle that emotionally? I'm like, no, I don't know if I'd be in a great mood dealing with all those harsh, real stories every day. And they're like, then don't do it. Yeah. And that, that was, was like, good yeah, advice. don't do it. Yeah. yeah, really good advice. I mean, think about the, the stuff we're talking about today. You know, the Raiders are 0-3, could right. be disaster. Right. The Chargers coach doesn't have the guts to tell his quarterback it's time to sit down. We got to keep you healthy. Are you uh, calling him gutless? Is that where you're doing right now? Uh, make no mistake about it. Make no mistake. Gutless is exactly what I'm calling Brandon Staley. Because That's you ha- did you happen to see yesterday when Kansas oh, City? Wait. I, I thought you were going to ask me. Did you happen to see something about the Chargers game? No. I was like, yeah, I saw well, all of it. No, no. <laughs> 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 I don't know if you caught it in the in the early window. Kansas City's playing in Indianapolis. They go to halftime. Yeah. There's a yeah, few yeah. seconds left on the clock, and Mahomes wants to and go Mahomes for it. Mahomes and Biennemi are going at it. Yeah. Right. And we did talked you see, about it today on Around the Horn. But did you see Andy Reid come and, and defuse that situation? Because yeah, he just grabbed him and pulled him away. Yep. Right, be, because Andy Reid is a coach that has earned the respect of his players to, to have Mahomes go, okay, coach, I'm going. Brandon Staley... Instead of coming to a post-game press conference saying, well, we kept him in because that's what he wanted to do. Yeah, you can't do that. He should have pulled him out and said, we pulled him out because that was the smartest thing to do for the future of our season. Right. We got to make sure he's good to go moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm telling you, in the, I wish we had the audio from the broadcast. I immediately like said, oh, coming back here, whatever it is, you know, 435 to go here in the fourth quarter. Jaguars routing the Chargers. So, Max, I'm guessing we're going to see Chase Daniels here. And he's like, yeah, it makes sense to put him in now. This game is lost, blah, blah, blah. And as he's talking, I look on the field and I see 10 trotting out. And I'm like, well, here comes Justin Herbert trotting onto the field. What do you make of that? And I like Brandon Staley. You know I do. And and he was like, yeah, I don't know what to think of that. That makes no sense to me. And it is. It was a young coach making a big mistake there. I, I would say borderline coaching malpractice in that scenario. So you have now Josh McDaniels with the Raiders, you have Brandon Staley with the Chargers, and you have Nathaniel Hackett 
with the, with the Broncos. People said coming into this season, this is the best division in football, the AFC On West. See. Yeah. Um, of those three guys, who's back on the sideline? I know it's early. Who's back next year and who's no longer back next year? Well, here's the thing. I, I do think Brandon Staley needs to have a good showing this year, and now it's going to be very tough because he's lost his Pro Bowl left tackle. J.C. Jackson has been injured now multiple times on this team. Boza's hurt. His quarterback, his star quarterback is hurt. And, you know, because there's, there's a big name out on the sideline looming at the moment. His name is Sean Payton. And everyone just assumes he's going to go to the Cowboys. But do we know that Sean Payton wants to tie himself to Jerry Jones and that situation? And even Dak Prescott, who's also injured now multiple times. Um, and serious injuries. Not like, you know, this situation with Herbert. He'll be fine eventually. You know, it's just, it's rib cartilage. It, I'm, it's very painful, obviously. But it's not going to be a detriment to his career in my estimation whereas Dak has now had multiple injuries thumb injury bad leg injury those things start to mount up uh after a while um because again you know my belief the biggest predictor of future injury is past injury so and do you think Dak is as good as Justin Herbert when you're a coach look at Doug Peterson you know what he did Cappy he's like who's the best young quarterback available oh Jacksonville they, they haven't won in forever they had an 18-game road losing streak going into this game this weekend against the Chargers. 18 games. Insane. And one on the road since 2017, okay? And he took a low-leverage situation with the number one overall pick in the draft two seasons ago now, last season. And he has made him look like the number one overall pick again very easily. He's rebuilt the defense. It, it was the win-win. The if you're a guy like Sean Payton, you're looking at all these situations. I'm not saying he's trying to lobby for a man's job who who has a job right now. But if that man is not available, I, that would be one of the jobs I would look at if I were Sean Payton. So if you're Brandon Staley, I'm not trying to be rude here because I'd like for him to succeed because I do like him as a coach and I think he, he can be a good coach despite what just transpired this weekend. But I, I could see the ownership group there with the Chargers being like, oh, hey, you know, if Sean Payton's available and... You know, if he if he likes Herbert, maybe we should try to link those two together. Look at what Doug Peterson just did. Here's a future overreaction. It goes like this. Sean Payton will come back and coach. I don't know where exactly, but when he does, he will be exactly what Mike McCarthy is in Dallas. A guy who won a Super Bowl ages ago, never was able to win one again, goes to a new team because he's still got a name and doesn't ever accomplish it. And by the way, Sean Payton coaching the Chargers, I'll say it right now, never happened. And here's why, because that ownership is way too cheap to pull a guy out of, uh, you know, playing golf up in Idaho with all of his pals. There's no way that they're going to pay that guy $10 million a year to be their coach. Don't you see the pattern? They went from a guy named Mike McCoy to Anthony, what was his last name? I can't think Anthony of it all. Anthony Lynn. Um, and now into this kid. They always go for guys who are inexperienced and cheap. I'm not well, seeing it. If you want to win and you have a generational talent, you probably if 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 he does become available because I look Staley schematically to me is not the issue. It's just it's the inexperience of what just transpired this weekend with his own quarterback. That's the stuff that gets that got me thinking differently today than I had previously. So, uh, and with Josh McDaniel. Um, I mean, he's got a better roster on paper than the Rich Basaccia had last year when he took over a really tough situation with Gruden. So I, I don't, I don't know, man. That that's brutal. At least with the Rams, it feels like the defense is starting to steady, and you kind of hope that 
Stafford's arm gets better and, and McVay starts to figure some stuff out on offense. They get some guys healthy there. Uh, they get Allen Robinson involved. There's ways to get that team better because you don't want to peak in September anyway. you got to be peaking in December. Yeah, it would um, also be nice if Cam Akers doesn't fumble in critical situations. Correct, that too. Yeah, the offense needs to, needs to find a, an identity. I feel like the Rams offense at the moment does not have much of an identity. And it felt that way last year on the flip side with their defense, despite having Aaron Donald. So maybe they can, you know, make some magic happen at the deadline again this season, or maybe sign Odell or whatever. But it is fascinating to see how all this stuff plays out. All right, we have more stuff obviously coming up. I do want to get more into the Lakers too. We took, touched on them last hour uh, and everything that transpired here because there's a lot of chatter today, but how much will it actually affect winning? We'll get to some of that coming up at 645. Big deal or no deal next in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks, Christopher. Take it away, Linz. Thanks, Sedano. All right, so we got some football big deal or no deals because there's so much stuff that we haven't even got to talk to yet. So during Sunday's Bills-Dolphins game, quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. Man, I messed it up. Tua Tagovailoa. I know how to say it. I just messed it up, and I was so practicing it. Tua Tagovailoa. It's hard. It's like Giannis. It's like the whole Giannis thing. It's just a hard name to say, you know? You could just say Tua. Uh, That's what I say. So Tua initially initially left the game with a head injury and appeared to be kind of like woozy on the sideline, but he passed concussion protocol and he was able to return to the game. Mm. Now, the league and the NFLPA are jointly investigating exactly how this happened. Tua's injury situation has ignited quite a conversation about the league's concussion protocol because, you know, it's supposed to be pretty strict. But former player and media personality Emmanuel Acho tweeted about just how easy it is to pass a concussion test despite okay. having can, an I obvious ha- brain injury. I, I haven't seen this, okay? But I can tell you what players have told me in the past. Can I tell you real quick? Sure. So, well, let me just say, like, I was just going to ask you guys if this whole concussion thing and the, the investigation is a big deal or no deal. So it probably wait, is to you, right? Wait. So let me let me explain. I haven't seen Nacho's tweet, but I've had plenty of players over the years tell me this. And, Cappy, let me know if you have as well, where you take a baseline test in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And what happens is guys kind of fudge the baseline test on purpose. Mm-hmm. So that way, when they're actually in concussion protocol – it's not as it's not very far off from where they fudged the baseline test. Is that what Acho said? Um, basically, um, I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers when he was on with Joe Rogan, he alluded to that exact thing that you just said. 
Um, and like Emmanuel Acho was just like basically saying like, it's really easy. You know, he was, he didn't get into the specifics, but he said, it's really easy. He said like, he passed a concussion tense concussion test once. And he said like, he couldn't even walk straight, but he just like, you know, I guess he said he faked it and he was fine. So yeah, Cappy, are it's you familiar with the, yes. the, ba- the baseline test situation I mentioned yeah. in the preseason? And, and by the way, the, these baseline tests that you're talking about, George, anybody whose kid plays high school football now will tell you they're doing it for high school kids too. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of standard operating procedure nowadays. I think everybody looked at it and assumed that he, ha- that he was concussed, and everybody's like, well, how did he get back out on the field? He couldn't even walk straight. Fair enough. He fell Fair- over. True. Now... I'm not listen. Teams lie all the time. They do. You know, but I'm just I I can't tell you for sure that he was concussed. Like I saw his head hit the ground playing on a natural grass surface. But just because he kind of like stumbled doesn't Wait guarantee. Wait a minute. Yeah. It, he didn't just stumble though. There was nobody around him and he completely fell on his ass. Like We well, didn't fall on his ass. They caught him. Um, no, the, the first time he fell, well, he, he like started to, he fell and then he caught himself and then they like lifted him up and he had to stop. Like I'm watching the video. I feel like it's pretty obvious that he's concussed. Well, I mean, uh, but, well, but, but it's, if it's, it's, if it is true that it's a back injury or an ankle injury, your back, I, I listen, take it from someone who's had back injuries. I'm not saying like the way he went down also is remnant of having back spasms too. There's no guarantee. I mean, I think we've all become conditioned to assume that it's a concussion, but we can't guarantee it. Sure, but isn't it better to be safe than sorry? 100%. No, and that's why the NFL Players Association is looking is trying to investigate further. And if they find out that they sent him back into that game and he was, let's call it, above the baseline, yeah, they're going to have big problems on their hands. Correct. Man, if, if that's his baseline... I just find it hard to believe that like an NFL quarterback is athletic as him would have a baseline that th- that would not make that, ad- that that athletic. Well, I mean, any I'm just saying in general, an NFL oh. quarterback is athletic, yeah. and I feel like if you can't even like walk to the sideline by yourself, I feel like you know. Yeah, but it, again, like if if it were a back injury, okay, or, fair or if or if he went to put pressure on an ankle, and all of a sudden he didn't realize that his ankle was all messed up, and then he went to put pressure on, and he's like, ooh, and it and he stumbles. Again, I think we're conditioned to believe it's concussion, but I can't say I know for 100% certainty that it is. Okay, yeah. that's a very way, fair point. And by the way, concu- uh, back injuries can also cause concussions too. Like, and you know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're, the spine like is related nerves, to the yeah. head. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So um, it could be a little bit of both. So anyway, what's next? Well, we'll, we'll see what the investigation uncovers. Oh, you okay, know so the NFL is replacing the Pro Bowl with the week-long skills competition Thank and you. a flag football game. Woo! I've been saying this for years to just do the basically the 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 old uh, challenge thing they used to do back in the day with the quarterbacks and the receivers and all that and go back to that. Go do that instead. Well, that's exactly what they're doing. The new event will be called the Pro Bowl Games and it'll feature players showcasing their football and non-football skills in challenges over several days. So this year's games are going to be in Las Vegas with the flag football game at Allegiant Stadium on February 5th. And another cool thing. You know, they used to do a flag football game, Linz. Uh, Cappy, you'll remember this. They used to do one on the beach. Now, that was probably not the place to do it because of the sand. And do you remember the kid that the Patriots drafted a kid in the first round, Robert Edwards out of Georgia. Yes. And he had a great rookie season, and then he tore his leg. He was never the same after that. 
Well, one of the cool things I saw about this is Peyton Manning and his production company, Omaha Productions, Omaha. they're gonna help they're gonna help like shape the programming and promote the event's content throughout the week and they're gonna kind of, I guess, have some type of like input on what exactly this thing's gonna turn out to be. Which yeah. Peyton Manning's entertaining. He seems to get it. I feel I feel like he knows what's going on. So is this a big deal or no deal? Sedano? Big deal. It's smart. Nobody cared about the Pro Bowl. People were watching it, but nowhere near the numbers that people would watch actual football. Um, I think I feel like five million people would watch, or six or seven million people would watch, mostly because a they really miss football, or b they were gambling on it. Um, <laughs> and I would venture to say that the latter had more to do with it than anything else. Going in the opposite direction here, I'm going no deal. I think people watch football because it's football. I don't think people watch football players doing other things. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. Maybe it will become super entertaining. The Pro Bowl was horrible. Nobody wanted to watch it. The skills competition for football dorks like me, I love that kind of stuff, but I just don't know that the general public will watch that. I will watch it, and I really hope that they put some kind of, like, stupid, like, Jeopardy-style trivia thing in there. Because it says non-football. I feel like it'd be funny to put some kind of, like, funny, weird trivia. I don't know. I think it'd be funny. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. What All right, so... Last one, the Cardinals lost to the Rams on Sunday, followed a similar script to their first two games where the offense started slow early, but then got the team back into it. But the Rams didn't let quarterback Kyler Murray take over the game, and the offense made plenty of mistakes between dropping passes and bad route running. Well, those mistakes seemed to really peeve Kyler Murray in his postgame presser because he said, quote, I told guys you have to be awake when you play with me. No matter what the play is, I have free reign to do whatever. So when you sleep and you don't think you're getting the ball, you can't play like that. Everybody has to be heads up in the game, locked in, and we just have to be better. So I feel like most star quarterbacks usually take responsibility for a loss, but Kyler Murray seems to be doing the opposite. So is what he said a big deal or no deal, Cappy? I'll say big deal because I think you guys remember that when his contract was signed, the whole story was that um, they wanted him to spend you know, X number of hours studying, and the, the intimation was that he's just out there freewheeling it and he's not really studying the playbook. It kind of goes back to that whole accusation that, hey, dude, we need you to play within the system. We want to take advantage of your, your athleticism, but if you're out there just freewheeling it around, everybody's got to just kind of play off of you. That's not really what we work on all week. So I do think this is kind of a big deal. Uh, it is a big deal because he's a quarterback and quarterbacks normally don't speak like that. Um, I do understand what he's saying is, look, I play a lot of improvisational football. You got to keep your head on a swivel, um, but he's a quarterback and that's not how they generally speak. They speak in a lot of cliches and when they do not speak in a lot of cliches, it makes a lot of headlines. So there you go. There you that is it. big deal or no deal each and every day at 630, sometimes a little later. But, you know, whatever. Coming up next, Cappy. You have struck a nerve, apparently. We'll get to that. And the Lakers, a lot of talk today. Most of it great. But what will it do to translate to wins during the season? We'll attack that on the other side. Final segment coming up, 710 ESPN. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. I feel like this uh. was um, 2013. I was going to say 2012, but 2013, Laura says in my ear. Mm -hmm. Drake releases third album. Nothing was the same. This song was... Every sports team 
that won like a championship or like a division title yeah. or so was playing this song in their locker room or clubhouse that year. I feel well, like. let me wish my man Drake a Shana Tova. Yeah. Happy and healthy yeah. new year yeah. to my Hebraic brother, Drake. Yeah. yeah. And to everybody that is observing the holiday. Yeah, that's true. Happy new year, everybody. See. That uh. you should have played this when Justin Kaplan called you. You mm -hmm. should have been cranking this in the background. Yeah. Crank it up, Laura. Uh. Yeah. Mm. That's what you should have been doing. I Would think been... next time when he calls, next time he calls, you need to have this song ready and just crank it up in the background. It's a good idea. Very good idea, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, speaking of cranking people up. Hmm. Uh, a gentleman named Dave in Westlake in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust is not happy with you. What's the problem? Uh, he goes by at Smoking Pigs with a Z at the end. Smoking um, Pigs, huh? Yeah. yeah. Is it wrong on Rosh Hashanah that I had a ham sandwich earlier today? I mean, I don't know. I'm not Jewish. I know. But I'm assuming you, that's wrong? Yeah. If you have to ask, it's probably wrong. Yeah, it didn't feel good. Something felt wrong going down, you know? <laughs> mm, I was like, wait a second. Am I eating a ham and cheese sandwich on... Rosh Hashanah, God, that doesn't sound very Hebraic of me at all. Wait, I mean, it's the New Year. Shouldn't you be celebrating eating whatever you want? Yeah, but I mean, come on. I mean, you're not supposed to mix meat and cheese, and you're not supposed to have you know pork. I mean, this is like major violation. I'll make oh, up for I... it next week on Yom Kippur. Okay, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. that's the one you fast, right? Yeah, Laura, Laura's out on Yom Kippur. She's you're been atoning, out from the beginning. but that's an atonement. One. Right. I, yeah. Out, yeah. out on that, out on that. Once he told me I couldn't have sex i'm like nope i'm out i can't yeah. nope. <laughs> i told her i said you can't work you can't eat and you can't have sex she said wait you can't have sex i said no she goes i'm out until on sundown Kippur. though right right but sundown still, to sundown 24 it's hour just period one day yeah yeah well she can't live with that what can i tell you well those people in my hotel room next to me definitely couldn't live with yeah that. we heard about that story. i was like let them live girl <laughs> I, mean, <if laughs> I didn't say they can't live. live that's fine if they want to live but i just don't want to hear it no, well and you also asleep. said that the lady didn't sound like she was having that much fun at one no point that's too. sad that's i felt really kind of bad that's for sad. her that's super did sad not, did not sound like she was enjoying herself anymore yeah. <laughs> the first few hours she did and then uh, so, Cappy, this guy's mad at you because uh, the Chargers says yeah. that you're, uh, you know, that you are, you, that they are fans of the team and that you have beef with ownership and they are fans of the team, not the owner. That, uh, you know, what, what, and what, what say you to that? Because I saw you responded to him. You actually liked his tweet first. Yeah, I loved his tweet. Well, because I love him a hater club picture. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the threat. You know, the threat is, hey, if I'm going to go keep, somewhere else. If you yeah. keep talking bad about my team, I'm going to go listen to somebody else. Um, OK, I mean, listen, Bye. I don't want people to leave, but I mean, dude, I've got a strong opinion. And when he says it's personal, of course, it's personal. I mean, it, it is. I mean, I've told this story before. You know, I was the guy trying to help keep the team in San Diego all those years ago. The owner of the team comes up to me. The Chargers are playing the Raiders. It's like December 24th-ish. Owner of the team walks up to me, puts his hand out to shake my hand, and he goes, hey, I just want to thank you. And I said, oh, really? For what? And he said, well, you've done everything you can do to help us try and stay. And I said, well, you know, you kind of are talking in the past tense. Like, have you made up your mind? He's like, well... You know, we didn't get the vote, so I think it's more than likely we're going to have to move. And I reported it on CBS right before the kickoff of the game. And that was the setup for, hey, we're out of here. And so, 
listen, um, then the following year, the Chargers are opening the season against the Chiefs. I'm assigned the game with CBS. And once the Chargers find out that I'm on the game broadcast, they call CBS and essentially have me fired. So make no mistake, um, it is personal. But as far as why the team is so bad, that's not personal. That's just fact. And you, your quarterback has cracked cartilage or whatever in his ribs. Your, your big free agent acquisition defensive back has an ankle problem, had to have surgery right before the start of the season. Your top wide receiver has a hamstring problem. Your best defensive end went out of yesterday's game with a groin problem. And a lot of people think you have the best left tackle in football, and he's now gone for the season with a bicep problem. Get ready, because this season's going to go swirling down the drain here pretty soon. Raider style. How's that, George? I mean, sounded personal. It is. Oh, well, there you yeah. go. Yeah, I'm not that denying clarified that. that. Yeah, I'm not denying it. I just ordered today one of these Charger Hater Club shirts. I'm going to be rocking that thing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, I love how you're like a 12-year-old when it comes to He's rocking He's so petty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. I am petty. I agree. I, I acknowledge it. Yeah. Um, well, listen, people say that about me with, well, a lot of teams now, but the, the Lakers, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's true, but, I, but here's LeBron, the thing. I feel it. How many times have I been wrong about the Lakers in my time here? Not many. When I, I told you that when LeBron got here, I'm like, this team is not going to be good. I don't know what they're doing putting this team together. And they weren't. And people were yelling and screaming at me. Even people on the air here were yelling and screaming at me. And then I said, if you get AD, Cappy, this is what I told the people. I said, if you, I go, you trade all these guys for Anthony Davis, okay? I don't care how many guys you have to trade. Go trade Anthony Davis because he fits perfectly with LeBron. It's going to work. They're going to win a championship. There's going to be a parade down Figueroa. Well, I was wrong in the sense there was a, not a parade down Figueroa because I also didn't think there would be a global pandemic. So How could I you missed... not have known that? I mean, yeah, come sorry. on. What's, My what's bad. wrong with you? Yeah, but they did win a championship, which I predicted, uh, you know, months before they even acquired him. So that happened. And then last year, I was high on them. And then eight games into it, I immediately hit, uh, you know, the uh, the – the, uh, the parachute, basically, you know, I, I, the eject button out of the plane. And I was like, nope, this is not going to work. And you were like, what do you mean? It's only eight games. And I was like, nope, it's not going to work. It's going to be bad. And it was bad. Well, I want to maintain positivity around the Lakers until they show me that I shouldn't maintain positivity. Okay, listen, but I'm positive in the sense that I think they're an actual playoff team this year. I don't think they're like a play-in team. Okay, well, that's somewhat positive. Right. And, you know, when I see Rob Palinka saying today that the Lakers about trading their picks that they have, the two picks, 27 and 29, he says, quote, let me be abundantly clear. As you noted earlier. That I is, appreciate the word abundantly. Yeah. Because clarity uh, is one thing, but abundant clarity, totally yeah. different level. That LeBron committed to the organization, and we're going to commit to him, including those picks, to see him finish the line. And he emphasized that and said that their draft capital, if it included in a, in a trade, uh, it's got to bring back a talent that clearly improves LA's championship chances. Now, they had that chance in July, and I'm wondering where's the organizational stance with that back then with Kyrie. So I, I said this to you earlier. Because that I, because LeBron I do think. Go ahead. Well, I, I said to you earlier. I go. Well, LeBron hadn't um, committed he couldn't. yet. He okay, could fair have. enough. Fair enough. But but hold on. Is is there a possibility that internally they were saying, well, we don't have him signed. And we don't know for sure that he's going to sign. Maybe. But come on. we, The people that know that stuff better 
Um, better than way better than me. Like Windhorse was like, yeah, I don't see him leaving LA. You know, like those guys kind of felt that was the case. They didn't want to leave here. So if you make that move, you probably would have still gotten the same result, which is him signing anyway. I mean, he signed without him. So you could have increased your chances of winning a championship this year. And again, I don't want to blame Polinka on this solely because if I had to guess, there's probably a, a number of people making those decisions or at least being included in those decisions. So I don't know if Rob was the one that said, no, we can't trade both picks. I'm guessing there were the other people that were involved. There had to have been someone or multiple people that were like, no, we can't trade all our capital away because I'm, if I had to guess, this is just a, you love when I recklessly speculate. Yeah. Come on, give it to me. If I had to recklessly speculate, I bet you Palenka was like, yo, let's do it. But there, I don't know who, but there was probably someone and there was like, nope, can't do it. And then he's, you know, he has bosses too. Well, well, remember at the time, one of the conversations that we were having, and when I say we, I don't mean just you and I, but I think anybody who's following the Lakers was, wait a second, are we going to trade away these two picks that LeBron will be done in 27, 29? So are we going to mortgage the future for a guy who won't be here or should we be holding on to that because we're going to probably need that down the line? Yeah. But now you hear you hear Rob saying we're committed to him. Well, committed to the next three years. So I know that everybody thinks that LeBron is all about winning now, which I suspect he is. But maybe he's thinking a little bit more long term for the first time. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, you're not listen, buying that, are you? No, no. Man, I'm trying but to sell I, it, but you're not buying it. you got to win a championship when you have LeBron James on your team, especially now when he's 37 going on 38 years old. I just don't think there's any. I mean, it's. It, I'm trying to sell it, but it's, it's yeah. clearly I'm not no. doing a very good job. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm putting it back on the rack. Yeah, I I'm, understand. I'm unracking you. <laughs> you're unracking me? Yeah. Wow. Um, look, you and I tomorrow, we'll, we're, we're going to get into a lot of other stuff, more Lakers stuff, more football stuff, uh, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, because you're super confused now. So confused. I have yeah. no idea what happened last night's yeah. episode. But Sliwa is going to come up next, not talk House of the Dragon, but talk more Lakers with you. He was there interviewing all these dudes today. So enjoy Lakers talk next. Great job, Cappy, Lindsay, and Laura. We'll talk to you mañana. See ya.